0: Welcome citizens, you're listening to New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creatives. Here, thinkers and doers always have a key to the city. The mayor is in, so office hours start now. Welcome citizens, New Amsterdam Radio, newamsterdam.com. Global boys here in the mayor's office, getting some early morning work done I know it's good to burn the midnight oil sometimes, but seeing the sun rise while you're locked in and focused is a whole other thing. Uh, Make sure you follow the show at new Amsterdam on Instagram and at new underscore Amsterdam on that Twitter. On this bonus episode of New Amsterdam Radio, my guest is Coach Lee, a relationship and mental health expert who has a very unique approach to the Bonds we share with our significant others and our relationships. It's very cool to sit down with him to talk about things that really mean a lot to him. I mean, especially his relationship reignite workshop is coming this month, August 2022. So I would love to sit there and chat with him about that. Before I get to my chat with Coach Lee, just got to say thank you from the bottom of my heart by making this show part. your podcasting diet you have an infinite number of options of audio entertainment but you spend some time with me and i appreciate you for it (laughs) and plus tell a friend about the show and how you can leave five stars now on spotify as well as apple Podcasts. it's still gonna be weird for me not to say itunes but i'm just showing my age now without any further ado my chat with coach lee Welcome back to New AM Sam Radio, the podcast for creatives. It is I, the mayor, Flobo Boys, in the mayor's office, with someone who's going to live little bit an education, a little bit entertaining about how relationships are so complex. My guest, Coach Lee, has been interviewed by USA Today, the New York Times, Today Show, Cosmopolitan Magazine, Bravo TV, Yahoo Lifestyle, Fox, CBS, and so much more, and had a guest speaking engagement at Pepperdine University. Please welcome Coach Lee. How are you doing, sir?
1: I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me.
0: Let's start at the top. At what point in your life and career did you realize this was your path?
1: Wow. Well, when I first started, I was actually a writer and doing some Internet marketing for a company who did marriage coaching. And there was a, a man who worked there who was a marriage coach, and he was probably twice my age, so I was like 20. And actually, he was probably closer to 50 and just a terrific human being, just salt of the earth, just a great guy. And he developed a terminal illness. And so he had to resign kind of quickly. It was, it was a sad situation. And so I was asked because I knew the material so well because I'd had to learn it for some of the writing and the marketing and things that I was supposed to be doing, they said, would you just fill in until we can hire another coach? So it was supposed to be about two weeks. And so a month and a half later, they asked me if I would do it for another month. And I said I would. And then they came to me and said, would you be interested in getting some training and some certification and doing this as your as your thing, doing this full time? So I agreed, though I still wasn't convinced that was my future. And over the next two or three years, I really started to embrace that and, and move into that, you know, on more of a full-time and seeing it as my future. So fast forward a few years and I ended up going out on my own and starting my business and eventually about five years ago, my YouTube channel. But yeah, I wasn't planning to originally. And unfortunately death was what allowed me to, to enter that space and to start doing that. But I think that he would be proud. I hope that he would be proud that I was inspired by him you know, to do that, because I really
0: looked up to the man. It's it's fascinating. Sometimes we have these skills, we have this talent, but it really takes an inciting incident, you know, uh, a person, mm. a situation to really pull us into what we're, uh, what's chosen for us. But let's talk about that YouTube channel. Uh, My ex back coach, uh, you're available now at youtube.com. My ex back coach, that's where I came across you digitally for the first time, has over 252 subscribers, just looking for a little bit of that 200,
1: 252,000. Just to, had to add <laughs> that, that part.
0: That is 252,000. That is, 252, 000. That is a, a phenomenal. <laughs> that is phenomenal because of how specific and how laser guided your content is. Talk to me about that. Uh, my ex back Coach, the YouTube channel, How's This to Build a Community, and what uh, you have on that channel right now.
1: You know, it's interesting because the actual audience is, is larger. And one of the reasons that it's not reflective in the subscribers, even though 250,000, I'm, 250, I'm very grateful to have, but a lot of people will tell me, you know, they'll say in the comments and other places that They don't subscribe because maybe they're they're not wanting someone to see that they've subscribed, you know, and so that's kind of a weird situation. But it has about 50 million views on the on the channel, which for the number of subscribers, that's actually really high. And so it's an interesting thing. But the temptation has been there to go off topic, you know, to go out of the niche. And. And I do have some videos where I expand a little bit, but. One of the things, the way YouTube works is if you do a video and your audience, your your subscriber base, does not uh, respond as well to it, say, with watch time, shares, likes, comments, it's not as responded to, then YouTube basically, for lack of a better term, penalizes you a little bit. They They assume that maybe you're not doing the same quality work you were doing. And so it's actually best to be very specific. So i do plan on starting other channels where i broaden into other topics for example i do have another channel that's very new called anxiety peace and it's about anxiety and then um i want to do just a channel focused on marriage at some point but youtube really if you want to be successful on youtube you really have to focus and stay in your lane for that channel and if you want to go into another topic you you really need to start another channel they just don't do they don't set the set things up to where a variety show would do well unfortunately. Right. so I've really been disciplined to stay in that niche even though there's sometimes a I'd like to do a video on this topic you know but I have to remember how that works
0: right but just th- go into it just a little bit more the idea of relationships and and having exes, and do you want them back? And is that the person for you? I mean, that must be very choppy waters you decided to swim into.
1: Oh, it is. And you know, there's there's a lot of pain and sometimes there's bitterness and people will say, you know, well, they never come back. An ex never comes back. It never works out. People will feel that way. One of the things that I really focus on in my videos is that if anything works, this will or this could and that the potential is there and so a lot of times people are looking for a silver bullet make my ex come back or make this relationship work and it's not there Mm -hmm. there is no silver bullet nothing works 100 of the time but usually if i can if i can just get people to understand don't do this this will make it worse this will lower your chances and this will this will improve your chances then i feel like i've done something well that i've done a service to the people who are listening.
0: Does it matter if someone tries to uh, hit you up for your backstory? Does, 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 mm-hmm. it, does it like hurt you, make, hurt your feelings when someone goes, "Oh yeah, where do you come from? Have you hurt the uh, felt the pain I felt? Have you been in situations uh-huh. I felt?" Or is it kind of a more of a more of a uh, responsive audience when you have your knowledge drops?
1: You know, they they do ask sometimes about me, but I have been. I have been pretty protective of my privacy, and so I think maybe some people have realized that, so they don't comment as much about it. But I, I will say a lot of times, you know, when people will comment with a situation, I'll say, I've been there, or I feel I feel your pain, or I know what that's like, because I have been through some terrible breakups. And early early on, when I was just a teenager, you know, I didn't know any of the things that I know now, and I, it embarrasses me to think back on how I responded. Because I didn't I didn't know what to do. And so a lot of us when we're broken up with, we panic, we hurt, we, we cry. It's a terrible thing. We feel like the world's ending and then we don't understand what's going on or what to do to get this person back. And so I did those things. And they didn't work to get this person back. They didn't work to get my girlfriend back a couple times as a teenager and then just before 20, which I guess I'm still a teenager then. But I was broken up with by someone I loved. So twice, two, two different people. And it was, it was miserable. You don't want to be alive sometimes. And I remember just being so sad and depressed and feeling like no one understood and feeling like that my world would never be right if this person didn't come back to me. And so I can certainly relate to the people going through it because it's not that I just have some casual theoretical third-party experience. I went through these things. And so I think that helps me to relate to people a lot. And I think about that in videos, you know, when I'm telling someone do this, I really try to go back. And because the pain was so bad, it's easier to remember. If it wasn't as extreme, I don't think I would remember it. But so I do lean back on that. And I am not inexperienced with heartbreak. So I think that helps.
0: To me, it's kind of, I don't want to say the word funny, but uh, interesting. Hmm where we understand heartbreak, uh, cognitively, but when it's not happening to us, we just say, ah, oh, don't worry. There's more efficiency. Why are we so flippant with other people's pain, especially when it comes to relationships? Like-
1: Dude, that is a great question. That is really insightful because so many people, you know, the, the channel gets lots of comments and they will say things like an ex is an ex for a reason, or they'll say, why would anyone want their ex back? Or they'll say, just move on as though it's just flicking a switch. And, A lot of times, if we're talking about emotional and mental health, the people who can just move on, who can just flick the switch off, if they've been dumped, they're actually not emotionally healthy. If you can get over someone that fast, that's not normal. That's not natural. We're supposed to grieve loss. That's how it works. That's part of the healing process. And if you don't need that healing process, that's kind of messed up, you know, now if this was a bad person and you realize that even then there's grief, there's grief that you thought they were someone else and you thought you had something special with them that turned out to not be special. And you can certainly move on a little bit faster, but if you, if there are really people out there who can be in a committed, serious relationship where they would say that they are in love and this person leaves and they can just go, I will, I'll move on. That's where there's actually, emotional problems. It might it might be nice. You might hurt less. And I can see where people think that that's the mature way to handle it. But it, it's actually not. We're supposed to grieve. We're supposed to come to grips with it and over time get to a better place and, quote, be able to move on. But it's not something that happens overnight. So people really need to be patient with themselves. And the people out there who will say, just stop thinking about it as yeah. though it's just that easy. They really need to get a grip on reality. You know what I'm saying?
0: (laughs) I do do know what you're saying. I I know everyone's different and everyone has their own grieving processes. And I'm not not asking for a a one size fit, all answer, but is there a feeling or a moment where it's like, I'm at the end of this now it's time to move on?
1: Hmm. It's an interesting question too. So the idea is is that if someone leaves us and we think there's still hope we Mm -hmm. tend to pursue in some way or another and that can even be that we back off and give them the breakup which is something i tell people a lot you know back off let them have it because they don't really know they want it until they experience it sometimes it's just a concept a lot of the times we have to go through something before we actually realize what it's really like in this case what it's really like to be without that person And so what I tell people is give them the breakup and focus on yourself and basically decide I'm going to give this thing and put a time on it. So a lot of times I'll tell people two and a half months is when, if you haven't heard from them, the odds start to go down. And that's just based on numbers. That's not me kind of saying, well, hey, listen to me, because this is my best guess at this. I'm just talking about numbers. If we had 100 people, and they were all broken up with after two and a half months, you would notice that the odds go down of people getting back together, of people being able to rekindle the situation. And so I'll tell people, if you can think of that time frame, even round up a lot of times I like to do that to three months at the three month mark, you, if you can possibly do this, try to start taking steps to quote moving on. Now, and I'm not saying during those three months that you just wait, and you just mope and and that you put your life on hold. If anything, i tell people, go through your contacts in your phone, schedule lunches, go bowling, go rock climbing, go mm-hmm. walk your dog, do, do things with people who are friends and family who won't break up with you because you need to be around people. Feeling loved, feeling appreciated is something that helps us be more attractive, but it also helps us heal. But during that time, don't try to force it, where you go out on dates. Some people even think that that's a way to make their ex jealous. Usually that blows up in their face, but it also can be kind of bad for you emotionally because if you were in a serious committed relationship and then a week after it's over, you're going on a date, that's difficult to do if you are emotionally healthy. And it can actually create a process inside of you to where you get addicted to love, like that old 80s song, I think it was the 80s, where he says, You might as well face it. You're addicted to love. It's where instead of allowing something to develop, you're just bouncing from the newness, the limerence of of a new relationship to one. And it can actually hurt your future relationships. If you don't give yourself enough time to grieve outside of a romantic relationship, in other words, you're not trying to get with somebody else to get over it, give yourself time to grieve or else you actually can hurt your romantic future. So I usually tell people to give yourself three months. Maybe you get back together with this person. Maybe they want to try and you try. Maybe it works out. Maybe it doesn't. But after three months is when you start to make a conscious decision that you are going to, quote, get back out there a little bit. And it may be one small step at a time. And if you're not ready, you can wait longer. But sometimes when people will say, well, I want to get back out there. And it's only been a week or two. I kind of think maybe they weren't as into this relationship as, as they thought they were in the first place, yeah. but that's kind of a rule of thumb. That yeah. amount of time.
0: Semi-personal question. Are are you a go bowling kind of guy? How do you recharge? How do you get yourself uh, surrounded by self-love?
1: It's been a long time since I've been bowling, but <laughs> I, I enjoy it. I don't think I've ever hated it, uh, but you know, I like to golf. I like to golf a lot. And there's nothing quite like being out in nature. You have a nice breeze, warmth, and, and you're getting to take some frustration out on a on a ball and watch it fly through the air. And um, I really enjoy it. It's, it's quite a relaxing experience. Now, it can be frustrating sometimes, but usually I can find some relaxation in there. So that's what I would do a lot of. Uh, golfing with my friends. It's a social thing, and it's a its a personal sport as well.
0: New Amsterdam Radio with Coach Lee. It's not just about uh, that. It's also about your new workshop, Relationship Reignite. Now tell me about this. It sounds kind of crackling, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah,
1: crackling, I like that. Um, yeah, so we uh, I used to do a lot of individual coaching and just had to step back from it. I have a staff of coaches now. Who do individual coaching, but people will watch my videos and they feel a connection with me and they want to talk to me. And so we're trying to think of ways that that can happen without me just doing individual coaching. And so people basically said, "Can you do a workshop where there can be some questions and answers? You can be involved, but it's not just one-on-one coaching." And I can still do uh, I can still do YouTube videos and other things. So we we've done now one workshop uh, it's basically like a test workshop and it went really well and so we have decided to do this and it's it's focused on helping people to rescue a relationship to save a marriage or uh, just a serious relationship even if they're the only ones wanting to save it like in the case of being broken up with so it's where uh, we're gonna have lecture where I'm gonna talk about some things and do some presentations on some concepts that they need to understand There's going to be Q&A where they can ask me questions about their situation. And then there's also going to be some homework. So it's also going to be, uh, the co-host of it is going to be Coach Ken, who is on my staff, who's a coach, who is also on YouTube. And so we're going to do that together. And uh, this is August. So it's actually going to start August 24th. But we'll have this as a regular uh, feature, a regular series we're going to be doing. and, And that'll be on myxbackcoach.com or on marriageradio.com and people can register for it or find out when the next one is. But we're hoping that this will allow me to directly interact more with people uh, without uh, isolating my schedule to individual coaching, which is difficult to do because when I actually stopped individual coaching, when I said, I've got to back off and I'm going to bring on other people, I was almost three months booked out. Mm -hmm. And I thought, who wants to book a call with somebody and wait three months to talk to them? And it just started to become frustrating. And I think it started to become frustrating for people. So that's when that happened. And this is a response to um, to that demand, I guess you could say.
0: Yeah, that was my next question going from the individual coaching to a platform must have been nerve wracking, because that's a whole different as a mom would say pot of pumpkin, right? Uh, The the different nuances, but each way of delivering that information. So uh, I like the fact that was more of an idea to help your, your clients the best way possible. It's very, very forward thinking. A uh, question I have, though, about working with a staff. I know there is a bit of a balance of having your flavor of your perspective, but allowing your coach to be themselves, to have their own way of looking at things. What's that been like so far?
1: Well, interestingly enough, uh, so I'll, I'll address a couple of my coaches here. The first one is Ken, and he and I are great friends. Uh, we're best friends, and we've known each other since college. And we actually work together at that organization that I spoke of earlier who worked with married couples. So we have an incredible history together and we've gone to a lot of the same trainings and certifications and we have conversations almost daily about these topics. And usually it's very rare that we disagree on this topic, which is really fascinating because we're both pretty strong headed. In other words, if he disagreed with me, he would tell me because we've disagreed on things before. Right. Uh, But when it comes to this stuff, we're usually in in step with each other. It's kind of amazing. And a lot of that's because we've had the same experiences when we've we've been in those experiences together, meaning that we observe them or one of us went through it and the other one was there with him, helping him, helping me, me helping him. So that's really interesting. Uh, The other coach is Coach Rex. And he was actually the person who really helped me during one of my early breakups. Mm -hmm. He was my first breakup coach. He's been doing this a long time. Uh, he didn't call it breakup coaching, but he would coach people when they were dealing with basically heartbreak in life. And he has coached people, even we're talking CEOs of fortune 500 companies. So he's been around for a while. Uh, I won't say his age, but he's very experienced.
0: He's timeless. <laughs>
1: he is a classic. Yes. And, you know, he he and I have conversations and sometimes he'll say, how would you approach this? And I'll tell him and he'll say, well, what do you think about this? So both of them are really good about making sure that if they do look at something differently, which it's that's less likely to happen with Ken, Kim. But sometimes, sometimes it does happen with Rex. He, he will run that by me a little bit, make sure I'm okay with it since it's my organization. But usually it's very sound and makes sense because there are some times when it could go either way. And, and, there's, and there's credibility on two ways of thinking about a topic. So that's an interesting question. And we, uh, the, the coaches, I have two of them, and we get along very well. And we're all wanting to really genuinely help people. You know, we don't just want to give lip service. We don't just want to make money. We really want to feel like we made a difference and that there was pain that was relieved because we were doing our thing. So it's interesting working with these guys. But it's it's actually a very good thing when everybody's focused on the same thing and it can really be smooth waters, at least most of the time when that's the case. And I think that's really the case with us, at least for now.
0: Uh, It's an off repeated statistic, uh, the whole marriages, right? Uh, Half of marriages end in divorce. Is that actually true? Or is that something we just pass down from generation to generation, especially in your perspective here as a coach?
1: So that statistic is, it could be right, it could not be. And here's why. Here's why. I I mean, I'm not just saying, Oh, I don't know. (laughs) How they actually came to that was, they and they measured the number of marriages that happened in a year and they married and, and they measured the number of divorces that happened in a single year. And since the divorce number was half the number of the amount of marriages that happened in that year, they said, oh, well, the divorce rates 50 percent. That's not actually how it works, because what about the people who were married the year before and who are still married? Do you mm-hmm. see where that, that skewed a little bit in their thinking or the people who were married 10 years before uh the study so they married they, they they measured they studied one calendar year and they said during this year this many people got married and there were this many divorces so it actually seems to suggest the divorce rate is actually not that high as a matter mm-hmm. of fact mathematically it pretty much can't be but we don't have hard and fast studies on that because what we would have to do is we would have to determine the exact number of married people let's say in the united states and okay. you take that number and then you see how many divorces happened that year but at the same time you're not measuring year to year so if you had uh, if a real a real study would be people who have been married for 20 years and during that 20 years how many divorces happened of people who were on that same timeline so it gets confusing because if, it, if you're talking about someone who got married Five years before the the study happened, and you're studying a 20 year period. I mean, you can see where it gets pretty complicated. So it's not as simple yeah. as saying, during this calendar year, this happened. So it's a 50 percent rate because we're talking about people who were married before that year. You know, 40 years before whatever the number is. So the divorce rate is probably lower than 50 percent, which should be good news. It's still too high, sure, and it, ha- it is it is increasing. It, it the, the percentage is rising, um, but in the last couple of years it seems to have at least not continued on the same trajectory. It seems to have slowed and maybe we have some hope that it can go back the other direction. But if based on the numbers I've seen, the divorce rate of, of a marriage is probably somewhere around 37%. Okay. That that's actually the real divorce rate. But you know, we, we, we need some really strong numbers, some hard numbers on that from a study and and I don't know that exists at the moment.
0: Sure, sure. Kind sure. of an interesting it, concept. I always felt like it never took annulments into consideration, right? Which is kind of like a oh a, yeah, a control Z for a marriage, not necessarily a divorce, yeah. but uh, it's kind of an undo. That's a
1: good I, point because sometimes they annul <laughs> marriages after like 10 years. You know? And yeah. oh, it's not it's an annulment.
0: It's an annulment, <laughs> exactly. Uh what I understand that this is science, but there's a lot of emotions involved. And so I ask you as a professional, how do you keep yourself abreast of what's going on trends, changes? It feels like every individual, every human being has their own thing going on.
1: Well, I I read a lot. I read a lot of studies that are done on relationships and attraction. Attraction is just so important. And I'm not just speaking physically. I'm speaking physically, emotionally, intellectually. That's really important. And so usually those principles are going to be kind of a rock to stand on, the principles of attraction, because they actually, it's sort of like the more things change, the more they stay the same when it comes to that. Now, one thing is that a few years ago, texting was actually a fairly new concept, let's say 10 or 15 years ago. Some people did, some people didn't. I even remember my brother joking with me about he didn't need to text, you know, that he could call somebody if he needed to. And now he and I, when we speak, it's almost always by text. So those kind of things change the way that we interact with people and communicate change and communication has become in a lot of ways cheap because we get so much spam, our phones buzz all the time. We see that this person's posted on social media along with 74 other of our friends. So it's that part has really become a challenge as far as people are overwhelmed with communication. And yet most of it is cheap and 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 not really something that's that's going to be helpful. So I do try to take a lot of that into account. And I I really pay attention to the changes in my life in terms of how I'm communicating, what I'm doing, where I'm going, what's a popular date night or, or what's something that helps me to communicate with my friends and family. And so I try to think of people who are in breakups when it comes to that, because a lot of times people will say, I'll say, don't, don't contact them, give them the breakup. And then I'll, I'll go over with them what to to expect and what to do when this person reaches out. But they'll say, okay, okay. So, so can I like, can I like their post on Facebook? No, I said no contact. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I can, I can watch their Instagram story though. Right. They'll know you watched it. Yeah. They'll know I watched it. No, you can't. (laughs) And so it's like even smoke screens. Don't, don't send those either. You know, no contact means no contact smart. And we talk about the no contact rule and all that. But a lot of times social media, we, we almost ask ourselves, is this actually a message? Does this count? Because there's so many ways to, get the attention of someone or or communicate without words it's it's interesting
0: what can people expect when they sign up for a course a relationship reignite
1: well i hope that people will understand that this is going to be uh, where you roll up your sleeves and you're going to get down into the nitty-gritty of a couple of things so the first thing is going to be what went wrong because mm-hmm. If you don't know what went wrong, you're probably going to repeat it. And so we're going to dive into that. We're going to talk about how to reattract someone because a lot of people are going to be in the situation where this person's not talking to them and has said, I don't want to be with you and I don't know what to do about it. And that is very important because you can do things thinking you're helping the situation, thinking you're reattracting this person when actually you're pushing them away and you're you're giving yourself a much less chance of getting them back so we're going to go through that they're also going to get to tell me some of their specific situation because there sometimes there's some tough questions like how do i handle this especially if you're talking about someone who has kids with them the other person or who works with them yeah. or they share a house or, or you know see each other at school or college or they're seeing each other a lot and that's a challenging situation how do you handle that and not hurt your situation not hurt your chances but also re-attract them. So it's going to be, there's going to be a lot to it. And it's also going to be a limited number of people. So it won't be thousands of people out there just listening to me talk. It's going to be a small group. And we we want to limit that to somewhere around the neighborhood of 25 to 30 people or couples so that they can interact with me and and Coach Ken. Because if it's too many, nobody's. they're not going to get as much out of it. So it's a limited spot kind of situation, which I hate saying because everybody's like, Oh, seats are limited. Oh, you got to do it now. And I hate right. saying that, but it's really out of my control because once the spots are gone, they're gone. And right. then I sound like, you know, I don't mean to be, I I, to, I don't need to say I told you so, but no, literally we can't take anymore for another yeah. two months when we do another one. So, um, so that's the situation. And I'm really excited about, I really like the title relationship reignite a marriage reignite when, um, When it first kind of hit me, I thought, "I'm sure that's taken." Sure enough, it was not. (laughs) So I bought, we got marriagereignite.com and relationshipreignite.com, and they just forward to my website right now. But I love the name because that's what so many people feel like that they are looking at at ashes. Yeah, you know, they're the nothing is there. It's old and tired and gone, and, and there's there's nothing left. There's no energy left. So to reignite. I think that's a, a powerful picture. So I'm really excited about the name and I'm excited to do the workshop with Ken because he and I are so good at bouncing ideas off of each other uh, because it's just so natural. It's not that, Oh man, we are just both freaking geniuses, but we've, <laughs> we've, we have talked about so many things personally, uh, professionally, and we talk so often that, we're, we're, we're good at helping people together. We make a good team. And so I, I'm always looking forward to doing that uh, with him. And so I'm looking forward to it. It's this month, it's August 24th, but you need to, if anybody is interested in Marriage Reignite or Relationship Reignite, they can email team at myexpatcoach.com. So that's team, like a, a sports team, team at myexpatcoach.com, And Martin uh, is our... Uh, customer support who is going to be helping you get all the information you need and get registered if you want to do that. But it, the, it is this month and we will be doing them ongoing and you can get the schedule on my website, of uh, when the next one will be. But it's a great thing and I hope we help a lot of people
0: you know i actually like the and appreciate the fact there's there is a a bit of a limited enrollment uh you know diving into my past experiences i've never married but i had a girlfriend and when we were having a rough patch and we try to watch a lot of these uh i guess passive coaching you know here's a youtube video click this watch this it did feel like it gave us so much excuses to say oh that's not us that doesn't apply to us whatever but to have someone there and to ask questions and to to work on drills together if you have them uh, it's a good way to really just you know look at yourself in the mirror don't shy away and address the problems or things you want to work on so i appreciate that yeah man well, uh, so are ongoing every two months. So it's not so much a long-term commitment. You get in, and you can you take it multiple times. Are there multiple levels? What's next?
1: They they can take it multiple times if they need to. And you know, at the moment, we're planning to do it ongoing, but we will probably take breaks here and there because it is quite the emotional expense. It's mm-hmm. it's difficult to uh, interact with these people, especially because I tend to really. I hate to say this phrase, but I, I tend to really feel people's pain. And so it bothers me, you know, and so when I'm when I'm in the middle of it, I'm helping, trying to help and and hearing these things. It can take a bit of a toll on me. And so that's why we are having that month off in the middle of the entire thing so that it's not just every single month. But going forward, you know, I don't, I hope we can continue it, but we will take some time off here and there.
0: Yeah, I was about to ask you about that because it's not a—it's not like the movie or TV show where uh, my husband leaves the toilet seat up. I mean, sometimes these couples have really deep and dark problems. That could be a lot to sift right. through. Into, I yeah, my hat goes off to you. I know I couldn't do that, uh, Co- Coach Lee. You mentioned it before, uh, but if someone wants to interact with you, learn more about you, your brand, or YouTube channel, how they go about doing that?
1: They can go to myexbackcoach.com is the website, the YouTube channel. You can go to youtube and just type in coach lee or you can go to youtube.com slash my back coach and um i'm also on instagram at real coach lee so that's real coach lee on instagram and you can find me in those places
0: well thank you so much for being on new amsterdam the podcast for creatives learn more about coach lee in the show notes below